This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here at Blue Sage Studios at 12th and Western talking with uh, the owner, Andy Boatman. Andy, thanks so much for taking the time. I Thank really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you all hosting uh, the live event gathering That's tonight. That's a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. I thought what we might do is start out a little bit for listeners, if they're not familiar with Blue Sage, maybe to hear a little bit just about the studios and also just about the pro- you know, what you guys offer in terms of, of uh, teaching folks and, and what you guys do all, all, all in all. Very good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, we're a glass blowing studio. It's called offhand glass or soft glass. It's a very unique medium to work with. You have transparency. You can add color, and um, it takes a lot of practice, uh, a lot of work to get good at it. But people can come in off the street, take a lesson, make something that really looks nice and, and can be a good gift or a keepsake for them. So we open the studio for people to come in for lessons. To learn, and then we open the studio for folks who know how to blow glass. They come in and make what they want, and then sell what they make, and things of that nature too. So, oh, very so good. Pretty very neat. Pretty neat little community. Yeah. And then, how long have you all? How long have you all been here at this location? We've been here for about eleven years. Oh, okay. So, it's a, it's a neat spot. So many changes in this area of town. We've watched Midtown grow tremendously, and then everything's kind of pushing west now. So. Our little neighborhood starting to evolve and change and, and grow. It's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it seems like a lively place. It seems like you come down here in the evening, you know, you come around this area in the evenings and you see a lot of stuff going on and people moving around and yeah. it is exciting to see those changes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then to talk a little bit about your uh, your life as an artisan, I thought it might be artisan. I'm sorry, I don't know if I said that. I didn't mean to misspeak. Uh, it would be really interesting to hear, how, you know, just about how you got started we're in glass work and yes. maybe how your you know how your how your work has evolved over the years and any maybe any formative lessons learned as well. Yeah. So uh, I've been blowing glass for about 16 years. My aunt got me started. She's been making glass for about 40 years. And um, she introduced me to it. We went up. My brother and I went out to Santa Fe, and she was there and she introduced us to the to the process. And there was a few years later, a buddy of mine got together and we were looking for something to do and. We built the studio, so it took about a year to put all the equipment together and get everything to run correctly, and then we just started making glass, and a lot of self-taught. Um, when I started, the internet was small, YouTube was not a thing, so if you get on YouTube now, there are people that show step-by-step tutorials, how do you do this, They you can really watch and see, and I think as in glass especially, it's so hard to develop skills and how one change of an angle can change the way a whole piece looks. And to be able to watch other people do it is, is a tremendous asset now. I wish I would have had YouTube when I started. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's fantastic. And as far as the learning process, maybe getting some idea of, of how you progress through that. In other words, yes. is there, I, I assume that there is somewhat of a learning curve. With there is. It, it you start off and you step by step, and after about six months, you kind of get a pretty good handle on how it works. And after about six years, you think, maybe I've got it down, and then you realize that you don't know anything at all. And then it's building from there. So uh, if you Malcolm Gladwell, if you know Gladwell at all, yeah, yeah. he has that theory of 10,000 hours. So if you spend 10,000 hours doing one thing, you become basically a master of it so that's 10 years of work 20 hours a week and most people that get to come in to blow glass they work one or two hours a week and 
So it's a long process to, to master the skills. Are there certain uh, are there certain tasks or, or certain uh, ways of working with it in terms of when someone starts out? Is there is there a pro- uh, kind of an established process for what you learn how to do first? And there is. I, I take people through the beginning, how to gather, how to shape, how to move, safety, and all those things, and then step by step build up skill to or pieces to build your skill. The problem there is I learned from my aunt who learned from another fellow. And they didn't learn how to blow glass in the traditional way at all. So when you go to Seattle, they have a whole different school of glass blowing in Seattle than what we have here. Hmm. And so everybody does have their own techniques and the way that they do things, the way they make things. And it's interesting to, to see kind of how other people do it in that way because as many different people, I guess, as there are, there's that many ways to do it. Yeah, and I was going to say I was reading an article the other day about how, as, as a culture, you know, somehow we are you know losing a little bit of the appreciation for the work of the artisans, so yes. to speak. And I know working in different you know different mediums and with different materials. And I was just wondering maybe you know what this means to you as far as this work, you know, how it's affected your life or changed your life. You know, it, it certainly has given me something to focus on, and so in a way to to not be distracted. I think um, it gives me kind of a purpose um, but then again it is pretty all consuming it's amazing how much time it takes running a business so the back end of you know paying the bills getting all the stuff that you need making sure everything's running correctly the back end of the work is almost as much that's actually more than just making the glass so uh, that's an interesting aspect that you don't think about a lot when you start something is the business end of it versus just the pleasurable of making. Um, the, the artisans, I think, today, you know, up the street, there's the forge uh, yeah. in the Plaza District. And they have a little forge. They teach some, some basic classes on how to do metalwork. And uh, down the street from them is Hicks Leather. And, you know, he has people in there making by hand leather goods. So there's a movement for craft and high-end and good quality craft, and people want to learn it. We have disposable time again. We work and and we're happy, and now we have time where we can actually explore and grow and, and as people, do different things. And potteries, you know, down in the Paseo or down at the fairgrounds at the Contemporary. So you can find these crafts that... We're starting to fade away, and people are starting, they're reviving and growing and, and sharing. So that's kind of the neat thing right now in Oklahoma City, especially. There's so much going on in that way. And then I wonder, too, if maybe the uh, there's kind of a, uh, I guess I call it like a, uh, a psychological or a spiritual benefit in you know working with your hands this way. I, yes. I, I've, not, I've never necessarily learned how to, to, to do this, but I'm assuming that just the focus that it takes and the, kind of getting into what they refer to as a flow state. Yes. If, if you find that there are some benefits with you know really get, really digging in and working with your hands. There like are. The, the heat, you know, you're looking at 2,000 degrees of heat, and so you're being washed in that heat all the time. You get used to it. And the movement of it is very repetitive. And so that repetition, and if you are not there with the glass, watching it, moving with it, it doesn't work. 
And so it, you do have to really maintain that tight focus. And then it does, it, it in a way elevates because that's the only thing that you can think of at that moment and do at that moment. And so it, it does that flow that you get with, it's pretty, it's a pretty neat thing. And I was wondering too, I'm just imagining, like I'm trying to envision myself as a beginner doing this. I'm, you know, I, I could see where I would get very wrapped up in being worried about making a mistake. I guess I would almost ask you what the value might be or if there is a value in making mistakes with, or quote unquote, making mistakes or, yes. you know, learning through those mistakes. And Perfect, I don't know if that's the right word. No, but. that's good. Perfectionists have a hard time hmm. because it never comes out right. It's never symmetrical. It's never even, it never does really what you have in your mind for it to do. It doesn't behave that way. And so if you're a perfectionist, if you can't let go of that, it makes it very difficult to enjoy it. But once you let go of that and, and accept it, it's, it does that same elevation again. So... Do you find that sometimes maybe if you feel like it's going a certain way, can you, you, can you get really wrapped up in how you think it, how you, can there be a little bit of a danger in how you think it's going and then yes. suddenly it turns on you, so to speak? Yes, and, and it'll just be perfect and then you go, oh, I can blow one more time. And now blow one more time just destroys it. And oh, it's, wow. It's crazy. So it, a lot of times it's like, because we work with, together with other people, so it'll be like, should I take the risk and blow one more time and everybody's like yeah go ahead and so you do it and it's successful and then everybody's yeah go ahead and then the piece ends up in the trash bucket so oh no you just never know. and then as far as uh, students that you've worked with is there is there been any interesting stories in terms of maybe how it's changed some of their lives or how you've seen some of those those folks grow yeah you know as they work with been them? pretty amazing to watch um the there's something about glass you don't really need to be an artist to do it, I can't paint, I can't draw, anything like that. Um, and I don't know about others that come in. Some are artists and some are not. They just have tried it. And to watch skills grow, but then kind of a depth of, and it's probably people in and of themselves anyway, but just the, you hang out with somebody for seven or eight years and you get to know who they are, their personality a little bit and to just watch people grow as who they are and how this can add to who they've become is, is pretty neat. And then, you know, like Michael and Sherry come in and they've developed a line of goods, of products that um, incorporate ashes. And so their cremation remains incorporated into the glass. Mm. And the catharsis of that process for them has been tremendous and then to watch the people that they serve by taking care of them taking care of the remains and making something for that has been it's just you know it just gives you goosebumps that is really cool yeah. do they do, they, do, do, do the do the customer their customers or clients in this case do they have the, the ability to have some say as far as maybe what they want or yeah, the, what they color. Pick or color and then there's four or five different shapes or pieces to kind of choose from. So it's very special to, to everyone involved. Yeah, that's, very, that's incredibly interesting. I, and I was going to ask you just as far as maybe how, you know, getting some sense of maybe what you did before you started doing this and maybe how you see yourself, how this has changed you yep. in, in, in some way. So I teach middle school. Oh, okay. So you I, still do that. I do. Oh, okay. Yep. 
So I've been doing that for about 20 years. And um, I think that I would like to think that it gives me a little patience with students, but then a couple of weeks ago I realized that now I'm all out of patience with some of my students. It's been a long... And um, so it, it kind of takes me back to they're learning, I'm learning, and we need to do that together. Yeah. And, and that's not... So hopefully it makes me a better teacher there, and then hopefully teaching also makes me better in here when I teach others. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's beautiful that you share that with people because I realize it could be really easy just to get focused on doing your own your own work with this and just kind of get lost in that. Yeah. But to be able to also help other people discover this and, and hone their skills, and yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful gift you can share with other people. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time, and, and I cannot thank you enough for hosting us here. It's, love the facility and, and just love the feel of this, and Absolutely. it really means a lot. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.